When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. frozen so what do you mean i don't know what's frozen i'm trying to pull up my agenda and i can't pull up my agenda because everything's frozen oh no it's fine i'll just go off the cuff i guess hello everyone (laughs) welcome back to another episode of the reality is as always it's newer and um i'm having a day (laughs) yeah it really sounds like it i came in i came determined to be peppy because I felt like last week I was very low energy oh. um, and down. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I need to stop being a miserable old coot. Um, and here you are. Now you're bringing me down. Hey, you know what's bringing me down? You're still what's not that? talking into your microphone. Yes, I am. I will. I no, now, you are literally, you are literally turning. This is you turning your entire face away from the microphone. I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. And everybody on podcast is going to hear about it because I'm a narcissist and I would be like, oh, let me just, let me share this for the content. I feel like this will go viral. Like, uh, like you murdering me is going to go viral? Yeah, I think so. Okay. No, you know what anyway. the issue is? Oh, God. I move the screen, the window that I'm looking at your dumb face on uh, to the other screen, which is to the left of me. Okay, so you moved your mic to the thing with the anyway, no, the- whatever. It doesn't matter, honestly. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's been raining for five days. I'm sick of it. We need the rain. We had a really dry summer. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for the environment. We have a dry summer. It rained like every few days. Did it? I stayed inside the entire time. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, we did have those forest fires and stuff. Yeah, wildfires. exactly. What are you talking about? And that we had was the smog. Here. That was elsewhere, and then the smog came down to us. Smog. 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 Okay, listen. We have a lot to cover today, and I'm sick of your shit already. All right. I'm just in a nasty mood. I don't know what's wrong yeah, with me. Yeah, really. This is very welcoming. <laughs> Unbelievably sour this morning. It's 5.30. What am I even saying? It's not even morning anymore. <laughs> anyway, 
Listen, let's just go ahead and talk about what a rough time it's been for a lot of people who grew up in the 90s and 80s for some uh-huh. of their favorite people on on the internet. Okay. Not the internet, just pop culture. A lot of a lot of stuff happened in pop culture this week. I would like to pick back up with the Jonases. Of course. With the Turner Jonases. Yes, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um now I mentioned last week they are divorcing, right? And then I told you how they were there was all this stuff. Oh wow, you were really slurping it up with your iced coffee. What you got there? A milkshake? Sorry, it's a protein shake. A protein shake? That's right. Well, I don't want to be downwind from you. Anyway, so <laughs> you know, they're divorcing. And I told you how all of the magazines were putting a bunch of Sophie Turner slander all over. And then mm-hmm. as all this other stuff started coming out, allegedly, like it's very obvious that it's all Joe Jonas camp. One of the articles that came out was that <laughs> Joe Jonas overheard a conversation that Sophie Turner were, was having with somebody on the ring camera. And that is what sealed the deal for him that the relationship was over. Now, Ooh. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what do you think he overheard? Well, was it a conversation? Do you think she was talking to somebody on the phone on the ring camera? Or was there another somebody outside on the ring camera? Well, what's exciting is that we don't know those details. So we get to choose our own adventure. <laughs> so we get to speculate. Um, I think uh, he probably caught her on the ring camera talking shit about the Jonas Brothers music, uh, musical abilities. I think that's all Joe Jonas cares about. You think so? They they have a ring camera? And, you know, that surprises me more than anything else. I didn't think celebrities had ring cameras. I thought they just had, like, security guards and stuff. You think the Jonases have security guards? I'm sure they do, don't they? Their children go to camp with mine. I don't think that they have (laughs) security guards. Kevin, we've seen Kevin at Party City and Target, okay? Like, what are you even doing at Party City? I like how every Jonas Brothers discussion just in some way leads to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> disrespecting poor Kevin or his wife <laughs> or his nice child man. at some point. <laughs> yeah, he's actually very nice. And he's like picking and dropping his kids yeah. off at camp. Like I shouldn't be shitting As on you him. Should. Exactly. But it, it's not shitting on him. I mean, is it shitting on him? I'm just saying that celebrities, they're just like us. But that's why they have ring cameras. <laughs> um, What do you think uh, he heard on the ring camera? I think that she was like, I can't believe Joe told Rolling Stone that he shit himself. And now I'm associated with a man who shit himself on stage. You think that was the final nail in the coffin? She was talking about his Rolling Stone article. I think you give Sophie Turner too much credit. But I think you give all women too much credit. I was thinking about this because you're like, you know, Sophie Turner is such a big deal. What has Sophie Turner been in other than Game of Thrones, which ended disastrously, might I add, four years ago? First of all, she's the queen of the motherfucking north, okay? Number two. <laughs> did okay, she get that she... thrown up? Oh, no, she kept it. No, she did. She... Oh, what, yeah. are you, what are you kidding? What are you Did you not watch the show? <laughs> I'm so upset with you. I like to pretend the final scene didn't happen. Or the final season didn't happen, so. Yeah, and she was an X-Men. Yeah, that was the worst X-Men movie. Did you watch that movie? No, I didn't. Steve yeah. Phoenix, yeah, it was terrible. This is going to sound bad because my husband does listen to this podcast. Mm, I'm not an X-Men girly. Oh, I only remember the cartoons from when we were younger. You really? I don't think you remember the cartoons either. I I think your husband remembers the cartoons and you remember his memories. 
Okay, that's weird because I didn't know him then. <laughs> but I do remember the cartoons. Um, I I have this association with the cartoons, watching it in our parents' bedroom, all of us together. And I remember we used to get really excited about the music. That's what I remember from the X-Men. Okay. I don't remember yeah. that at all. I remember Rogue and Gambit and Cyclops and Wolverine and Storm. I just named a bunch of them. But those are the only ones I remember. Yeah. Me neither. I'm not a big X-Men person. I like the first two movies. And then I was like, all right, I get it. All the did movies you, are exactly the same. Did you like the Wolverine movie? The Logan movie? Yeah. The old Logan? Yeah, I did like that. But that's because you watched him die. And it was only good <gasps> because there's something different. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but he's back now. He's in the new Deadpool. Yeah. Is Did they resurrect him? I mean. So that's the other thing with all these comic book movies. Now there's like so many multiple timelines and multiverses. None of this shit matters. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like pretty soon Iron Man's going to be alive again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're bringing They're going to be like, we figured it out. He'll be back. Yeah. They'll kill him. Anyways, Joe... You know what? I feel like here's what's going to happen. One of the Marvel people is going to do like an unbelievably cancelable offense. They'll kill him off and they'll be like, oh, in this timeline, in order for this person to die off, this other person had to come back. And it'll yeah. be like, you know, there's what's his face? Robert Downey Jr. A soul for a soul. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, I think what we're getting back to is Joe Jonas is innocent in all this, and it's really nice that he has rid himself of uh, Sophie Turner. I think that's where I land on this. Oh, my God. Without knowing any more details. That's really messed up. He said at a concert, if you didn't hear it from my lips, I wouldn't believe it. I'm like, Joseph. What does that mean? I don't know. He also has been like spotted all over with paparazzi in uh, holding his baby and stuff in public. And, you know, as we know, Pap's pictures are all staged. Like all fake. none of yeah. them are actually real. Mm-mm. So there's all this stuff that she's an absentee mother. She's a party girl. But then the Internet is like every single interview of Sophie Turner is how she is a homebody and she loves to stay home. And it's hard because she often has to like go around where Joe is because he's on tour and he's always partying and he's a musician and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, so you're just you're just saying whatever, Joe. Who do you think is behind it? Who do you think is behind the rumors? I don't, if, if it's not Joe, I think it's his dad. Why would no? It's probably his camp that includes him, and I'm sure at some point we're gonna hear from her camp also. I'm sure there's gonna be some stuff about Joe Jonas that's gonna come out. That's just the way that it works out. That he can't reach the top cupboards. <laughs> oh, we're making short jokes now. I'm married to a short king. That's true. So that's that. Um, I did want to read you a tweet or a reaction from a celebrity. And hold on, I'm going to just pull it up. Um, And I want you to guess who had this reaction to the Jonas, the Jonas, Joe Jonas, uh, Sophie Turner News. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. Why don't you just talk for a minute? Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Well, you're not talking at all. You're just humming. Uh, What do you want me to talk about? I want you to just riff while I uh, pull this stuff up. So the NFL season started. Okay. Anyway, I got it. All right. 
Here was the comment on the Entertainment Tonight post that Joe Jonas had hired a, diver- a divorce attorney. Again, so, you know, to separate from Sophie Turner. Here's the comment. I want you to guess which celebrity left this comment, okay? No! Three exclamation marks. No! Exclamation mark. No! Exclamation mark. No! Exclamation mark. No! Six exclamation marks. All caps. Who said it? I My guess is it was Alan Greenspan. <laughs> okay, close. <laughs> Just as ridiculous. Go ahead. Throw some other names out there. Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. Barack Obama? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in politics? Not a, no, not a politician. Okay. Is it a musician? <laughs> I love we're playing 20 questions. I know. A, we're playing 20 no. questions with every celebrity in the world. <laughs> About, about reacting to um, JoJo. No, I narrowed it down for you to not pl- politician. So. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Um, I have no but, idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Marion Cotillard. Oh, what? <laughs> I am, and I was kind of shitting on you with Alan Greenspan and the Barack Obama guesses, <laughs> but I am genuinely shocked. Marion. <laughs> Raz al Ghul's daughter. <laughs> Uh, Mal from Inception. Yeah. Uh, was she a big Jonas uh, Brothers fan or a big Sophie Turner? <laughs> I don't know. There was no follow up. And I was like, maybe she has a daughter who's like a Jonas Brothers fan. I don't now know. That scene, that strikes me as ageism. Why can't Marion Cotillard um, be, just be a fan of both of those people? Why does she have to have a daughter? I, I don't know. You're right. Why does she have to have a child? She can be a childless woman. Okay. It's 2023. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) You're cosplaying as me, and I hate it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Another exciting news. This is not related to divorces, but in fact, it's related to marriage. Ooh, I hope it's the same one that I was thinking of. Okay. Well, I'm going to need you to respect my privacy during this time despite the fact that I am bringing it up on pod so I can talk about it. But did you hear that Chris Evans? Yeah, buddy, that's the one. To somebody 17 years his junior. Oh, see? Now, how do you feel about that? I was going to shit on you for that. Do you feel a certain way about it? Um, you know, I don't. Yeah, buddy. No, I do. I do. Okay, so here's the thing. I started to feel feelings, but then I remembered, remember like a couple of months ago when it was like out that he was dating this girl, this Alba woman, that Mm -hmm. like one of the Chris Evans, like crazy Chris Evans fan accounts wrote that huge letter to him being like, Chris, you've broken my heart. How could you do this? I was like, so as soon as my, in my head, I was like, ooh, that's weird. 16 years younger or 17 years younger than him. I thought to myself, hey, don't be like that crazy person that wrote that letter. Thank you. Anyway, uh, I guess blessings to them. But I do think it's interesting (laughs) that he did it like super low key under the radar, just went and got married to her. There was like no engagement. And I actually think like it's kind of smart of him to do it that way because he's like, if I get engaged to her, they're not going to shut the fuck up about it because of our age difference. If I just marry her, it is what it is. Or it could just be that that's what he wanted to do. And people harping about age differences are the ones that are 
in the wrong here. That's what I think. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe he just loves her, whatever. But I didn't <laughs> feel everybody, you know, they're like, oh my God, she's 26, he's 42. Here's the way I feel about men who marry women that are like significantly younger than them, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, like, you know, my my woke 2023 brain says predator. But then my other brain says maybe they're just lame. Or maybe people just fall in love with who they fall in love with. And it's not up to like, I don't think she's being like duped or tricked. No, 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 no. I don't think there's a dupe. But also he's got a lot to offer here. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's Captain fucking America. (laughs) Of course. Well, more like Captain. uh, What's the show? Captain to catch a predator at this point. Oh, no. That's too dark. (laughs) Even for me. Anyway, blessings to them. People are upset about it. But, you know, it was weird. I I felt and then I didn't feel. I felt nothing but joy for both of them. I love love. So there you go. I used to have this. um, I had once had this dream that our cousin um, got married to him. And then Mm -hmm. ever since then, I told her that I think that you're single because one day you are going to marry Chris Evans. But then it worked out that the same weekend that she almost, you know, she's basically engaged. It was the same Mm -hmm. weekend that Chris Evans got married to somebody (laughs) so i'm glad that all of that um hypothetical in my brain is all wrapped up yeah exactly i think that's the most important thing here that you found peace exactly (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying all right in other news um danny masterson this is gonna take a darker turn okay we are going to talk about uh, sexual assault. So this is a trigger warning. If you do not want to hear this conversation, you can go ahead and skip ahead. This weekend, Danny Masterson, um, I don't know if it was this weekend, last week, basically, Danny Masterson of That 70s Show, he had been on trial, um, accused of raping three women. He was found guilty, and then they were sentencing him. He was sentenced for 30 years, I believe. And um, for his sentencing, and this happens in a lot of cases, um, people write, you know, friends and family write letters in support to the judge to try to get some leniency in his sentencing. So of those letters, a lot of people were very upset about some of the letters that came out uh, that were written in support of him. Um, Two specifically that people are really pissed off about are Ashton Kutcher and um, Mila Kunis. And I'm going to pause there for a second and ask you, what do you think about that? What do you think about them writing those letters? So I, I was thinking about, because obviously it's been in the news, right? Um, there's so many like different things uh, within this case that are, you know, tough to talk about. Um, but I was like, okay, so, you know, their justification for it is obviously what, that they're writing on behalf of their friend, Right. Yes. And I don't know. The thing is, he's already been convicted. Like he is, legally speaking, he is a convicted rapist, right? Yes, correct. So now, so there's no question about that anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, if you can do anything to help your friend out, um, uh, to help your friend find some leniency in a case like this, do you do it or don't you do it? Because I'm sure all their... Like they're think all they're thinking about is just okay. We got to help out our friend because that's not the person that we know, or you know, we have a relationship with his family, and we're going to be sad to see him go away for a long time. So whatever we can do to help, we're going to do that, right? 
and I get that. At the same time, man, like you read like the details of what mm -hmm. he's been accused of, or not what he's been accused of, what he's been he's convicted of. Convicted of, and yeah. it's tough to get your head around that. It's tough. Like I, I like I read. I think it was either I read like like blurbs from both of their letters, right? And they're talking about well, you know, he really he's the reason why we didn't do drugs. He was really anti drugs, and he helped yeah. us like navigate Hollywood Ooh. and all this other stuff, right? And I'm sure that to them, that that is a 100% true statement, right? That's a factual statement. But it's like, okay, yes, drugs are bad. What do you know what he just he was convicted of? Like, that yes. is terrible. And it, it there is one thing that okay, I'm just speaking on behalf of my friend, right? It is impossible for victims not to see that as something against them. Like, I don't know if I wouldn't call it a betrayal because they don't know Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, right? But if I'm a victim in that situation and this person has been convicted of a crime that they committed against me that I had to walk around with for 20 years because they were a celebrity and they yeah. got away with it. And now they have these famous people. Like the reason why Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis wrote those letters is because they're Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Like, that carries weight in somebody's yep. eyes, right? Yep. Of course, I'm going to feel like <clears throat> that is a shot against me because it is. There's like no logical way that that's not a shot against the victims. Yeah. Right. So I, because I was like, well, you know, I, I get like defending your friend or whatever, but not in this situation. I think what you have to do is you have to sit it out no matter how close you are to the person because the crime itself is so heinous that. This isn't where the I say, man, you have been convicted of this. You have to do the time. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think so that I, I think, first of all, I want to say that this is the very common practice that when somebody is convicted of a crime and they're sentencing people, friends and family are asked to write character witness letters. This is a very common thing that does happen. I think you're absolutely right where, <clears throat> you know, for people to uh for people to scrutinize the fact that it's Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis it's like twofold it's like yes we're going to scrutinize you because you are public figures but also because your being a public figure carries weight and therefore your words are somehow more important right so it's like the mm -hmm. same way your words are going to hurt hit, help him that's the same way your words are going to help uh, are going to hurt victims Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis both opened like a anti-sex trafficking child abuse organization mm -hmm. right so obviously people are like what the fuck like if you're all about advocating for all of this and then you are writing about how oh like he never helped he never did drugs and all this stuff and he's the reason why i didn't party and all this like okay but he was drugging his victims like like yeah. you know it's ridiculous so there's that part of it then people are pissed so then Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher made an apology video. Always a good idea. Always, Always a, a great idea. idea. Okay. The funniest thing about the video is they're clearly reading from like cue cards, but Ashton is giving casual passive and Mila is giving like, I'm, me, I'm taking a stand. And I'm like, you guys are not, maybe you should have done your scene together because you are actors and you are acting in two different scenes. But- mm -hmm. The video 
they don't actually apologize for writing the letters in support. They just say, we did essentially what the video is saying is we didn't realize that people were going to know that we're writing these letters. We didn't know that people were going to find out and we still support victims and we don't mean to, we didn't mean to hurt you, but we just didn't know that this was going to come out. And like, that's not an apology video. That's just a, sorry, you caught us. It's a PR video. Yeah. Yeah, It's a bad, it's a bad time. What would, what do you think they should have done? Just like, shut the fuck up. I think all this stuff came out, right? I wouldn't release a video, but I would. The thing is, it's complicated, right? It's like, okay, they, uh, again, their reasons for doing, for writing the letters, I feel are, um, they are kind of, they're sincere, right? They're sincerely trying to help out their friend. And I'm sure they have a reason for believing their friend and all this other stuff, right? Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I, I would want, if I was them, I would want to have that conversation, but like have like a full blown conversation. Just be like, Hey, this is the entire situation, right? Like I've known this person for 25 years. This person has watched out for me in my life, right? All these things happen at the same time, my work with, um, you know, a survivors of sexual assault is also sincere. My work with like, you know, women that have been tra- uh, trafficked and stuff like that, that is also sincere. It is a complicated situation. I had to balance all those things out. What I was thinking about was my friend and his family. And I decided to write a letter. If I had known that this is what the, uh, if I had known that this is what the, what, what the reaction would have been, then I wouldn't have done it. Right. Because yeah. It's not worth, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like the letters helped him, number one. No. And number two, it's, you know, it's a bad look. Like, and I think people can have these honest conversations and just say, hey, this is what I was thinking. This was my thought process. It didn't work out. And that's it. I think releasing a video like that is the worst thing because now it, it almost feels like they're being dismissive about it. Like the way that Ashton Kutcher is speaking, he's just like, Ugh, I have to do this fucking thing. Now I have to make a video to make all you people happy. I really don't want to, right? Yeah. It's like, why even do it? I if once a once a letter is written, then you just say, okay, until the time is right, I'm not gonna speak on it. Right. Yeah. And just sit back and take take your beating because you should get a beating for it. And that's okay. Also, like fucking Ashton Kutcher has had multiple instances in the past when he could have been canceled, right? Like we've yes, he just gets to keep like like chugging along because he was really big for like three years in the early 2000s. Everybody really <laughs> liked him on that show, on that 70s show. And then he was like in a couple of movies and then everyone really liked punk. And then ooh, he got married to a much older lady. So everybody loved that. They're like, yes. oh, look, he's such a... So he's just been famous, right? I remember when the Joe Paterno thing happened, he like, he would like defended Joe Paterno on <gasps> Twitter. Yeah, he was like, this is the disgrace that Joe Paterno has been fired. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, I didn't know what the full story was. It's like, motherfucker, the story's been out there for like two months, right? Which is, again, I I think maybe he really didn't know. But it's like, how do you not know? Yeah. And then he and then he had that commercial where he was like in brown face. Do you remember that? Yes, I absolutely remember that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay, fine. Like Ashton Kutcher gets to keep, you know, 
just chugging along. He's fine. He gets to keep making money. I think he got a second life again by marrying Mila Kunis because she's respected and she's very talented and she has a big fan following or whatever. But I think, you know, whatever. I think it's, they're going to take a couple of hits. It's okay. I don't think either of one of them is going to be like canceled forever or anything because of this, but you know, well, some of the former castmates of the show and the women that were part of the case have come out and started to make statements about Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and kind of being like, you guys were all part of the sets where a lot of this stuff happened and you are aware of what had happened. Like they put themselves in a position now where they are going to possibly have to deal with a lot more of the backlash and it's not just going to be backlash against their statement, but like the people that I think were actively involved, like the victims who are part of this case, the victims of Danny Masterson, they are some, I think, I think one of the women for sure is an actor from that 70s show and she knows them and she's aware of who they are. And they were like, and so now it's like, you're, you really, you should have just shut the fuck up. And minded your damn business because now you have put yourself in a situation where stuff's going to start coming out about you. And also now the internet is doing what the internet does, which is like they're pulling up stuff from the early 2000s of like Ashton Kutcher on Punked saying like, oh, Hillary Duff is one of those girls that we're all waiting to turn 18, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the age of 15. And then there's videos of like him um, joking about the fact that he and Danny Masterson had a bet on that 70s show that he would put his tongue down Mila Kunis's mouth during one of the scenes and she was 14 or 15 and he was 20. Right. So mm-hmm. like all that stuff is starting to come out now. And it's like, that's his wife. Mila Kunis is his wife. Okay. Like he also was married to an older woman. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that this means that he's like, you know, also been involved in stuff. I'm not ac- accusing him of any of that, but I think it just creates a lot more complications for the both of them. Um, Mila Kunis also like, what did she do recently that, oh, people are really annoyed because she, I know, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but people were like, she was one of the people that was like very vocal against Will Smith slapping, (laughs) slapping Chris Rock, (laughs) not to take it back to the slap, but she was very vocal and very angry Mm -hmm. and very disgusted about it. And it's like, well, you're also writing support letters in support of this dude who like raped women. Um, so not great, not a great time for you. And then she also tweeted saying something like some of the messages I'm getting are crazy, sad face. I was like, Mila. (laughs) So, you know, I think, (laughs) like, I don't think she should get death threats. Okay. Let's just clarify that. I do think people can act completely unhinged and go way too far and like message people awful stuff, especially celebrities. But like, Mila, you're not the victim here, ma'am. Like, relax. Well, I, I think that's uh, that's another part of it. It's like another part of this entire thing is that you know the 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 standards of behavior in Hollywood are extremely fucked up, um, and they've been extremely fucked up for a really long time. They've been fucked up for as long as Hollywood's been around, right? So, like those clips of Ashton Kutcher talking about Hillary Duff when, when she was fifteen, and everybody being okay with it, that's a fucked up thing. Yeah, I also think that. You know, somebody like Ashton Kutcher can look at his friend and be like, oh, my friend was just a celebrity and all these women wanted to sleep with him. 
yeah. right? I'm sure there's some some dumb justification that happens in there, right? And then when these people, as you know, like as like the world has gotten a little bit different, and you don't just get to be a celebrity by being a famous actor or just an actor anymore. You also apparently have to be a normal person. Um, weren't they one of the people that didn't shower or whatever? And they like that's made, right. Made, like, yeah, we're these two weirdos. They t- volunteered information that they don't bathe themselves or their kids every day. Yeah, exactly. So it's like okay. So if you want to be a normie uh, while also being unbelievably well compensated for not being a normie, this is the kind of stuff that you have to deal with. And if this means that you have to sit out for a little while nobody it's 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 not unfair right like the this entire construct is fucking ridiculous right mm-hmm. so if you get to benefit from it sometimes you also have to pay the price for it and this is the price the price is shut the fuck up sit it out it's okay you are not yeah. the victim they're actual real victims in this situation and that's all that should matter you know the other thing i was thinking about is do you read any of the stuff about the case yeah, I read some of it. It's a little the, upsetting for me. The thing that's scary is like fucking Scientology, man. They're fucking yeah. killing pets and Oof. shit. Oof. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the stuff about the pets, but what is it about the pets? They were apparently like poisoning pets of <gasps> like some of the accusers. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That I had yeah. heard that they were, I didn't know that it was the Scientology. Yeah, so you know, Danny it. Masterson has was big into Scientology, which is probably why he's also very anti drugs. Yes, um, because Scientology is all anti drugs, right? So um, while this thing was going on for like the last fifteen years, and you know, the other thing that's important is this is pre Me Too. Like, yeah, all this stuff came out before Me Too. Yep. While the women were talking about it, while you know, while people brought it up or whatever, they they were killing pets and they were being stalked by members of Scientology. Not our pets, the heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I've, uh, you know, I, I don't want to offend any Scientologists that are out there. I don't but, think they uh, listen to this podcast. I'm just going to go ahead they, and say it. You know, like Scientology, like their main, like, uh, I don't know what they would call it. The, I don't know if it's a temple or whatever, but they have these things called celebrity centers. Like, yeah, I is, know. <laughs> Tell me more about trying. Scientology. I've never heard it. Listen, your guy TC, big time, big big time Scientology guy. He's on the he's on the way out, baby. No, listen, like he's gonna he's he gonna said leave that article came out, but Leah Remini, the number one agent against uh, Scientology, has confirmed that that is a lie. She's well, first of all, Leah Remini, I've been listening to her stuff, the anti Scientology stuff. She uh-huh. never really accuses Tom Cruise of anything. What she <laughs> says is that Tom Cruise should know better. Right? Okay. Because Fine. they are they they go uh, above and beyond to protect Tom Cruise, um, which I get. But also, it's not his fault. He's not the one who's killing that Miskovich lady. He didn't do nothing. He just said, "Hey, Listen. she's on a run." Yeah, but he's he's like a big um, you know, he's a big uh, get for Scientology, and he gets yeah, a lot. Of course, he's the biggest get. He's the biggest get they have. So. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, well, um, also Ashton Kutcher and uh, I was going to talk to you about this a while ago, but then I kept forgetting to add it to the agenda. But Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis recently put their home up on Airbnb. And I was like, the writer strike and the actor strike is really rough times, I guess, for some of these celebrities. But they opened up their home for Airbnb rentals. 
I was like, nobody's going to want to fucking rent your house. Now you, you, first of all, you already told us you don't bathe. Now there's all this. What? You wouldn't stay at Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis' house for an Airbnb thing? I mean, I I don't know. How much, how much was it for? I don't know. But do you know who else is putting their house up on Airbnb? Kevin Spacey? (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) No. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, God. That seems like. Gwen, yeah, fucking show up, and she has like a book of rules for you, and like how to bathe, and like like like, it's like a goop handbook or whatever. I'd never want that. It would all just be like her stuff, like her stuff all over, all the goop things. Yeah, no, 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 me gusta, no thanks. All right, anyway, um, one of your favorite movies, I'd say you enjoy rom com, right? You enjoy a two thousands rom com, but specifically when they're sportsy. Yeah, of course. Jerry Maguire. Okay, Jerry Maguire. Any other ones that Fever you love? Pitch. Fever, Fever Pitch, Pitch you said? Oh, I love Fever Pitch. Oh, well, it's a bad time for you and any other Fever oh. Pitch fan. <laughs> because Jimmy? Jimmy Fallon and Andrew Barrymore are both in the hot seat. Oh, what is America's, America's Space Cadet Sweetheart. <laughs> Space Cadet Sweetheart. She's beloved, Drew Barrymore, oh, okay. right? yeah, yeah. Um, in the hot seat. We'll talk about Jimmy Fallon first, and then I'll tell you what's going on with Drew. But Jimmy Fallon, an article came out about him last week that uh, several of his writers and people that work on his show said that not just that it's it's a hostile work environment, but that Jimmy specifically is an absolute shit person to work for, and that he creates a very hostile work environment, and he's not nice, and he he's like belligerent and allegedly a drunk. Mm-hmm. So the, the the Jimmy Fallon being a drunk thing has been around for a long time. Yeah. Right? About that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Does that taint – because, like, whatever. I'm not, like, a big Jimmy Fallon girl. I mean, I liked him on SNL, but I hated that he always laughed through all of the skits. I was like, all right, Jimmy, that's enough. Not everybody else is laughing. Um, And I never really watched his talk show because I feel like Conan was the only talk show I ever really watched regularly, and I don't care about anybody else that much. But um, he – the only thing I really associate Jimmy Fallon with is his friendship with Justin Timberlake. And after I lost interest in Justin Timberlake, Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon's stock for me also went down. So how do you, how does this new information about Jimmy Fallon being an absolute shitbag monster of a person to work for taint your thoughts about Justin Timberlake? <laughs> I know that there's many people at work who are suffering work trauma, but we're talking about JT and Jimmy Fallon right now. Um, well, I want to clarify something. You are presenting this like I am some sort of big Jimmy Fallon fan. Okay, first of all, I don't was... put words in my mouth. I never said that you were. You have presented it in a, in a manner that would make people think that I'm a Jimmy Fallon fan, and I am not. Um, <laughs> I was very proud that I was out on Jimmy Fallon before the Trump hair thing. The Trump oh, hair yeah. thing was the last straw. So yeah. I was, um, I like Jamie Fallon on Saturday Night Live. Then he had some shitty movies, but I love Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch is a great movie. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. We watched it in a movie theater together. Do you remember it? Yeah, I do. Do, do, do you not like it? It's good. 
It's great. I love okay, listen, I do think that the, the I do think the fact that by the end of the filming of this movie, the Red Sox broke their curse is like one of the most magical things to happen of all mm-hmm. time. Right. Like, yeah. I think that that's amazing that like they were filming this movie and then the team actually took a turn. And so the movie took a turn. Like, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. And as not a baseball sports girl, but I'm married to a football man. I'm by association now a football sports girl. I understand. What's the equivalent of a fever pitch for football, you could say? It could just be somebody that's never won the Super Bowl. Somebody so it would be the Buffalo Bills would be the most obvious answer because they lost. Yeah, but like the Eagles, when the Eagles won their Super Bowl in 2017, 2018. That was one of the most magical experiences of my life, right? Yeah, of course. Because it's a big fan base, but they weren't as tortured as the Red Sox were. Well, I would – I I think my husband would beg to differ. His his profile for almost every social media um, account he had was always tortured Eagles fan. (laughs) So Um, anyway, the movie's great, but fuck Jimmy Fallon. But when his show came out, when the original late night show came out, like the mm-hmm. one where he was in Conan's slot and he kind of changed it up and he had like these little bits or whatever. I was like, hey, Jimmy Fallon's pretty good. Like Jimmy yeah. Fallon, like I like it's it's a good thing that he has a talk show because this is something different. And then he got the Tonight Show and he just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think Anybody that watches that show for a week very quickly picks up on the fact that he is a phony. Like he's very phony, you know, during his interviews and stuff like that. So that's annoying. Um, So, yeah, I mean, when the stuff came out about him being a drunk or whatever, I was like, yeah, that kind of adds up. Um, And it is a stark difference to like the persona that he has um, in public. But it's also what like Ellen was kind of accused of, right? Ellen was like this dancing lady or whatever. Yeah, anybody who comes dancing. in as like happy Miss Mr. Mrs. Happy Time, positive, mm-hmm. toxic positivity. Don't trust, it. don't trust it. The world is a terrible place. You should be a little bit of a curmudgeon. Exactly. I don't. I don't buy it. Who's like a I very love- positive person right now <sighs> that we could turn on. Who can we turn on? Who, who can has- Malala? <laughs> <laughs> imagine (laughs) you know that's terrible but it's also unfortunate because that's already happened i know no we would never we would never we would would. no 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 no. margot robbie i think i think it's time that we turn on margot robbie she's too pretty i don't care and that barbie movie sends a bad message hey did you even watch it yet i have not i'm so mad at you You're going to love the shit out of that movie. And I'm so sure upset you still have not watched it. Are you waiting for it to come out to the dollar dollar theater? Yeah, exactly. Do they even have those anymore? I don't think they do. Five? No. You just stream movies now. <laughs> of course. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, um, who's the super positive person? I mean, Drew Barrymore was having a very positive time right now. Mm-hmm. And because um, her talk show. It's very like she loves to do these things where she literally gets on the floor with her guests. She like it looks like you're at a slumber party with her, right? Yeah. It's really sweet. And you're like, oh, she's so great. She's so like loving and like off the cuff. She like and one time her. she had fucking Machine Gun Kelly on and they were just painting each other's nails. Oh, and it, she was like, this is helping. He was like, you know, it really helps me because I have anxiety and like this really helps oh, me. God. Okay. Machine right? Gun Kelly has anxiety. <laughs> His name is fucking Machine Gun. 
What are we doing? <laughs> Who watches hey, this? Would hey, you? maybe maybe you start with your name first. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about we go to semi-automatic first? We'll do it in steps. <laughs> Must get Kelly. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> anyway, now she's also having a bad time because you know what she decided to do this morning, Raheel? What's that? She decided oh, to cross fresh. this morning. She decided to cross the picket line. Oh, for the writer strike? Was it yeah. writer strike or actor strike? Yeah, writer strike. So her show um, actually stopped filming, I guess, in like early spring or late spring, right for the season. So they mm-hmm. took the summer off. And she made the choice to start her show back up. And she said the reason why she decided to make this choice is because she felt that she started her talk show during the global pandemic and her talk show brings positivity and joy to people. And during hard times, she thinks that it would be really important. And also that her show isn't a regular like talk, like it's not a movie or anything it's not, and it wouldn't promote anybody's movies or TV shows. So we, they would technically not break like the strike rules, oh but God. instead it should be viewed as journalism, like the news. <laughs> Wait, so it's journalism when she was painting Machine Gun Kelly's nails? <laughs> Musket Kelly needed those cuticles cut. Yeah, reporting from the front lines. Um, <laughs> that is a fucking ridiculous. The only situation. I'm just imagining her wearing a bulletproof vest, like a vest, and also says, a helmet. And it says "press" on it, <laughs> but in French, "la presse," "le journal." Uh, anyways, the only situation where I think it's okay to cross the picket line um, uh-huh. in like a writer strike situation is if you are the talent and you still support your writers. And you cross a picket line so you get a salary and then you give your money to the writers because you have enough money. It's yeah, like, exactly. Those writers need money. That's the yeah. only way. Yeah. This fucking justification that she's bringing positivity and and uh, love into the world is ridiculous. Yeah. And like your show isn't the news because your show still hires like comedians and writers to write yeah. content for you to present on the show. We we know how the show works, Drew. Fucking anyway. Drew. I liked her. You're going to end this podcast and watch Fever Pitch, aren't you? Um, I probably should. What, what's another good Drew Barrymore movie? Never Been Kissed? I've never that? seen it. What's another Drew Barrymore movie? Um, 20. Whoa, Jesus. Your microphone fell. Um, took a little tumble loo. No, okay. she was good in uh, that Adam Sandler movie, The 51st Dates. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was going to say 20 first dates because I didn't know how many there were. 21 first dates. That's 21 dresses. Yes. Anyway, um, so all of this stuff started coming out because people are writing a lot of a lot of think pieces, a lot of stuff. People are on the internet writing opinions and things, and I'm like, you know what? Thanks for sharing a piece of information that I had never thought about in that way. Right? Like, I usually enjoy it when somebody writes a thing, but then sometimes I say to myself, maybe not everybody should have the internet because someone wrote an article called. Why we keep putting up with Martin Short. Oh, that's bullshit. Is the only Murders in the Building star a comic genius or the most annoying actor on earth? 
This was for Slate by Dan Coys. Fuck you. Like that person is purposely being a contrarian just to be like, I want everyone to share this article and uh, shit on me. me. Yeah. Some people's kink is being yelled at, I think. It's It's just so dumb. It's it's so weird. There's no reason to write this article. You sent sent it to me and I was angry at you for even (laughs) Would you say shorties we write at dawn? Yes. He's one of my favorite people in the entire universe, I think. Like, it, I would be is. so upset if Martin Short or Steve Martin got canceled. Like, it would break my – I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it would break my heart. Yeah, like, I can understand if somebody is not your cup of tea, right? Sure. That's fine. Don't write a fucking article. Like, what is the point of this article? It, because it's not like – you're not, like, pointing to anything objective, right? You're just saying, hey, this is my opinion – and oh, by the way, Martin Short shouldn't be around anymore. Essentially, it's like this is the entire like you bring so much happiness to people. Just don't watch it. Like, I don't listen to BTS. Apparently, a lot of people love BTS. You hate I don't write K- articles about it. You hate K-pop. I do hate K-pop. I think it's K-pop is dangerous. Okay, I think you need to stop it. I don't write articles about it, but I do get on a podcast. No, I really, I really do think, I really do think it's it's bad and it's mania, and I think it's serious. <laughs> okay, well, that's we'll table that for a different day. <laughs> Um, I know it's like very, it doesn't, it didn't age well, but sometimes, you know, Jimmy Glick. It aged beautifully. <laughs> I've been watching clips all weekend. I love it. It's so funny. It's so good. Do you see him and, uh, what's his name? Larry, um, shoot, was this Seinfeld guy? Uh, Larry, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah. Have you seen that clip? No. It's amazing. It's just three <laughs> minutes of just amazingness. Larry David gets so upset at him. I'm sure. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I just, I don't know why anybody would just deny happiness from their life. It's like people that just like get on the internet to complain like, do we need water? Is water annoying? Shut up. <laughs> we need to talk about water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can we circle back to this Jimmy Fallon thing? Ugh, fine. Yes. What do you want? No, I just have I have a question about that Rolling Stone article, right? Part of the mm-hmm. Rolling Stone article is about how hard it is, how hard it is to work at The Tonight Show because the pressure is crazy, right? Yeah. It's hard for writers. It's hard for everybody. Shouldn't it be hard is my question. Like, isn't like that's a tough, that's a very high profile job. Shouldn't it be hard? I mean, I think it depends on like the level of hard it's it is, right? Like I always say that it's bullshit that I get paid the money that I do at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not that if anybody's listening at work, I'm not saying that I don't want my job. But like the amount of I, I feel like there is a huge like wealth disparity of like how much certain mm-hmm. jobs make in this country and the amount of effort they have to put into it, right? So, like, there's certain jobs that I feel like, like, when you say, like, it's a high-profile job and, like, working for The Tonight Show or whatever is, like, a big deal, it's, like, a big resume booster. So, doesn't mean that doesn't that mean that you should have to put up with some shit? I don't know. I don't think that that's, like, because you're still a human being that worked really hard to get that job. Like, I don't that's think true. that that's yeah. fair. And also, all of those people are on strike because they're not paid well enough, right? So, like, yeah. there's also all of that. So... Did you see that Hulu in- Hulu and Disney increased their prices? There's no new content. 
You think they're increasing you know, their prices so they could pay the writers? You know, what's funny is I did not see that uh, Hulu and Disney raised their prices because I steal my Hulu and Disney from you. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm like, raise it another $25. What do I care? You <laughs> can't went, get rid of it. You got kids. <laughs> it went from $11 to 19 Oh, that's crazy. That's a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. Give me like, ask for two. But that's huge. Anyway, <laughs> they're going to try to pay the writers from that jump. But like, you weren't creating new content. What's going on? Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. This. Anyway. Um. You went to a uh, rave, basically. <laughs> An EDM show, yeah. Sure. An EDM show. It's a concert, you dork. I, uh, what? <laughs> an EDM. Yeah, it's a concert. It was an EDM show. A show? <laughs> it was a show. A, a show sounds like something on Broadway. It was. It was uh, the whole laser uh, aspect to it, laser lights. It was really nice. Well, I went to two of them. <laughs> I know. Would you also, now that you are one of those guys, would you ever attend Burning Man? <laughs> um, I would not go to Burning Man ever. Um, and it's interesting that you brought up the two shows that I went to because the first show that I went to was a magical experience. Sure. Um, now, I will uh, I will say the first time that I went, I had um, uh, I was chemically enhanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second time that I went, I was herbally enhanced. Um, and the second time that I went was a starkly different experience. It was a real fucking bummer. Um, oh. So the first time, the first time that I went, right, it was like, it was just like a really nice environment. There was like a lot of like older people in the crowd. It was very chill, very relaxed. I was hopped up on drugs. Um, so I had a great time. Um, and it was just really nice. Right, The second time that I went, it was what I had expected an EDM concert or an EDM show, whatever, to be. Right. Which is just like this, like artificially sexy environment. And it was like very aggressive or whatever. And maybe it's the fact that. apparently it was like a like a different type of um it was like a different type of crowd that was going to the show i can't tell the difference between like one type of edm music and 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 another type it's all all yeah the second time that i went i it was like i was like oh okay so this is what i expected which is bullshit right and i think it also didn't help that they had sound trouble the second time so like at a certain point like the music just died And then it came back up. And in that moment, it was very apparent that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm just listening to somebody's iPod. Somebody (laughs) turned on their iPod and they turned it off and then they turned it back on. And I'm supposed to pretend like this is like a like a natural thing that's happening when it's not right. Yeah. It's like you just grossed out or whatever. Burning Man, original Burning Man, like Burning Man 30 years ago, sounds like an interesting experience. Sure. Right? It sounds like okay, we got a bunch of like riffraff that are out there that are just there for the music. That are it's not music. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I have no idea what Burning Man. What do they do there? <laughs> it's a whole thing about like art and sustainability. You go out to the desert and then you uh, build a bunch of art, and then the whole thing is that you like leave no trace behind at the end of it. And you just like party and there is some music, but like there's no musical performances and you build these like art installations basically. And then you burn them. That's what Burning Man is. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a pain in the ass. 
but even then, let's say 30 years ago, I see like, okay, you can talk me into that. Like you can like talk me into like the philosophy of it or whatever. Burning Man for like the last 20 years, it's basically just what like rich people go to, right? It's rich people go there just so they can do drugs and then just pretend to be artsy yeah. is my guess. So yeah. no, I wouldn't go to Burning Man and it sounds like that a terrible time. A terrible time. They got reined in and they were all stuck there and people died. People died? People died. So it was a, like an art show? Did they burn them at the end? No. Apparently there was a flood and then they got oh, trapped. Their cars got trapped inside of like the mud. They couldn't Jesus. leave. And so there weren't oh, like God. enough resources and stuff. People just were trapped there for a long time. And I guess someone died and and like people were trying to escape the playa, which is what they call the... <laughs> wherever they are that sounds terrible you i feel like you're on the same page as me we are not campers we're not campers no we didn't come to this country to be outside no not only did we not come to this country to be outside you know our great great ancestors left the jungle and the desert for a reason they came up with indoor plumbing and a roof and a ceiling for a reason these things help our lives there's no reason to go back out into the wilderness no. You're gonna go hunt for what? First of all, it's so fucked up because like the Europeans came to this country, they saw a bunch of people living outside, basically living on the land, and mm-hmm. they fucking killed them with smallpox blankets and called them right. barbarians. Yeah. Then they appropriate their culture by creating festivals where yeah. they can like be outside and like. <laughs> And what for what? And then now people are charging like you can go to Burning Man on like VVIP tickets that are like tens of thousands of dollars, where you get like special accommodations and like your yeah. like luxury <laughs> yurts. The point stuff. of going out into nature. I don't understand. Paying- it's so stupid. It's the worst. Ugh. I'm not interested in outside at all. Ugh. And you know yeah. what the other part of it that's gross is like when you're in an artificially sexy environment and you're not feeling <laughs> sexy, it is the grossest thing in the world. Disgusting. Like, that's what I felt the second time. I was like, this is gross. Like all these like sweaty people is just like in my face or whatever. Ugh. Get out of Yuck. Face. No, yeah. thanks. Um, lastly, sports is back, but most importantly, yeah. football is back. How was your first Sunday? My first Sunday was great. The 49ers look very strong. Um, they probably look like the strongest team in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. Um, that's what I thought, but that's just my erection speaking. Um, <laughs> they, they look very strong in all three facets of the game. Their defense is very sexy. Brock Purdy has his wiggle back. Um, my son, Brandon Ayuk, this guy that I have been drafting in every league for the last four years, just waiting for him to break out. Had two touchdowns and 115 yards in the first half. And um, I feel like I made that happen because I never lost faith in him. Sure. Um, So you're welcome, Brandon. Uh, The Eagles look pretty good, too. The Cowboys, unfortunately, looked great. Um, They beat the shit out of the the Giants. So now that's going to be. Was it a complete smoke out? Because we stopped watching by the third quarter. 40 nothing. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a real, it was real bad. So now, like the Cowboys are going to be in the news for like the next two weeks, but I still think that they're frauds. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, I'm not scared of the Cowboys. They're just annoying. Now I will say, you said the Eagles look good, but according to my husband, tortured Eagles fan, he said they did not look good. I said, "How did my boy Jalen look?" He said, 
awful. He acted like he didn't even know what he was doing out there. He was like, he actually was playing the way he did before he got really good. I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, did they win? He was like, yeah. They did win. But it was close. Okay. It was it was much closer than it really had a right to be. Like they're much they're a much better team than the Patriots are. Um, yeah. And near the end, Jalen had this run and he got absolutely destroyed and he fumbled the ball. <gasps> and your husband in the group was just so upset. He was just so disappointed. He was like, "This is dumb." And then he wrote, "So so so stupid." <laughs> <laughs> so I had just disappointed, like a, like a disappointed father. <laughs> Out of the kindness of my heart, I basically took the kids and left yesterday. <laughs> I moved left out. the home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kept the kids busy so that he could have like his football day in peace. And I came home and they were like bathed and ready to go to bed and everything. And they went to sleep. And I was like, hey, how was your great football day? You, he ordered a bunch of magnolia pudding. He ordered, <laughs> he ate a bunch of food. I was like, how was your day? Did you have fun? And he said, I missed you, Rose. Oh, what? Yeah, but he's saying this. But let me tell you something. When we're home and the kids are home and they are con- every three seconds, like about let me let me show you something. He fucking hates it. He's such a cranky dad when he's watching football and the kids are bothering him. And now he's like, "Well, I just kind of miss you guys." Okay, yeah. whatever, dude. I was like, I don't know if you did. <laughs> Doesn't seem like you're having fun when they're home. But yeah, he said that he was disappointed in them. He said he they were playing really good. They were up sixteen nothing, and they then they just weren't playing. Okay, <laughs> well, that is what happened. Yeah, they should have won. They should have won big, but they let the Patriots back into the game, and I'm sure he was concerned. Yeah. I think he's also extra mad because the Cowboys look so good that he's like, oh. yeah, that's what he's concerned about. Like if the Cowboys and Giants just like had a regular game. And the Cowboys won, he wouldn't have been that upset. I think it's that that comparison always gets him because he fucking hates the Cowboys. He really hates the Cowboys. He really hates the Cowboys. And he he hates the Giants a lot also because there's a lot of Giants fans around. But he really, really hates the Cowboys. Yeah. As he yeah. should. It's a good yeah. American. Yeah. I feel like most Eagles fans, like people I meet who are Eagles fans from like childhood, it's like one of the first things they were taught as children. Was like you're nice to everybody, but you hate the Cowboys. Well, so you know, people of my age and your husband's age, there's a there's a specific reason why we hate the Cowboys because when we were growing up in the '90s, the Cowboys were amazing. Yeah, with like Troy Aikman years. and such. Yeah, Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Deion Sanders. Ooh, speaking of, you know how we talk shit about college football all the time, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah. have you heard about Deion Sanders? No, is Deion that Sanders, Mr. Prime Time? That is Mr. Prime Time. Yes. Deion Sanders took over. He was coaching at uh, HBCU for the last two years. Uh-huh. He's amazing. He's a great guy, by the way. You should watch okay. his 60 Minutes interview. Anyways, he transferred over to Colorado, University of Colorado, and people were giving him shit. People were like, oh, Deion Sanders, is this is just going to be, you know, just a lot of smoke and mirrors, and he's going to uh-huh. get his ass kicked because he's stepping up at the big boys or whatever. And he is 2-0, and and the Buffaloes look great. And um, even though I'm not into college football and I think the SEC is disgusting and all those things, I am rooting very, very hard for Deion Sanders and everybody should be rooting for Deion Sanders. Okay, but is he going to make sure that like kids get paid? I mean. Yeah, so that's 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 his big push, right? His big thing is like, okay, the the people 
that, you know, that are at these big schools like Florida State and Alabama and all these in Georgia or whatever. Right. What they sell the kids on is like the uh, the advantage of coming to a big school because of big school has this, all this history or whatever. Right. And everybody gets to make money. Like yeah. the the coaches make all this money. The the presidents make all this money. The SEC, the athletic, uh, the conferences make all this money because of the TV deals or whatever. Right. He's like the only ones that aren't making the money are the players. So yeah, his thing has always been, I'm going to bring these players and I'm going to give them free reign to be who they are on social media. As long as they play, as long as, you know, they do their job, that's all I care about. You are allowed to make as much money as you want. Now, the traditional powerhouses like Alabama or whatever are against Mm -hmm. that because what they need is they need like what they're selling is like the specialness of just Alabama. Just because that's just the way that it's always been done. He's telling kids to know, you know what, go out, make your money. I'm going to make sure that you are a, a high profile athlete. I'm going to make sure that you get every opportunity that you need. All you have to do is don't get in trouble and just do the stuff that you're supposed to on the field. And that's all that matters. So using that strategy, he got like the number one recruit a couple of years ago. The guy's amazing. And then his own son is amazing. His own son is a quarterback. So that's going to be really exciting to see because I feel like a lot of people are rooting against him also because they're mm-hmm. traditionalists or whatever. Yes. So, I don't know, but also he's the right, black. <laughs> yeah, the right thing to do is is root for Deion Sanders, and that's another thing. It's like Deion Sanders should have been given an opportunity to be the head coach at Florida State. He's an ex Florida State player. He's a Hall of Fame NFL player, right? He didn't get the job. Some basic ass white guy got the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say basic ass, but he's just one of those traditional coaches or whatever. And that is how college football, like the business of college football, works. Yeah. Like, you just you just you just have to be a white dude that's in a system and you just get to go up yep. when it's like the players are 90% black yep. um and they don't get paid and yep. when it's time for black people to get you know positions uh, like coaching positions or whatever they get looked down on because black coaches apparently can't get along with the boosters the boosters are all these old yeah. rich white dudes right? yeah they're so the twoies yeah, exactly. The the yeah. Tuies or what's that fucking family in South Carolina where the dad murdered the mom and the son? The Murdoch's? Yeah, yeah, I feel like every booster is secretly a Murdoch. Oh, That's okay. Like, That's a big yeah. allegation. But you know what? I'm going to support it because... Unfounded, but I don't care. <laughs> That's fine because... I I feel mostly unsafe around people of a certain type, so that feels. You know, right that's to me. true. I was thinking about that. Like, so you know how people are like, oh, you know, I, would you really go walking in the downtown of a big city and you know watch if there's like a if there's like a like a group of black kids coming down the aren't you going to be scared? You know what I'm really scared of is like white guys in white polos and those pink shorts. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. I feel like there is a date rape somewhere going along or, you know, some sort of crime, some, something wrong is happening. Yeah. The only thing I'm scared of when a group of black kids is coming by is that I'm going to look very uncool. Yeah, exactly. Or they're going to make fun of me. They will make fun of me. They will make fun of me. Yeah. And the thing is, it's going to be so funny that I can't not admit (laughs) this. (laughs) Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm afraid of. But yeah, I'm. There's nothing more terrifying than a group of white men or a group of like blonde women. Yeah, that's very well, upsetting I mean, to me. A group of blonde women. You might like the blonde blonde women, but to me, as a person who is like a potato with a mustache, 
It's not great for me to be around certain types of blonde women. Anyway, well, that's it for this episode. <laughs> a lot accomplished. This potato's got to go shave their mustache. Um, I'll be back tomorrow to talk why? to Arthi about Real House. Oh. What? You said I'll be back. I said why? <laughs> you know what? Let's just end the episode there. Forget it. <laughs>